Hello, T-West family and friends. Thank you for tuning in to the T-West podcast, where we take time to refocus, refresh, and reflect on God's word and practical ways to apply it to our lives. This week, we will be focusing on the necessities of storms. Hope you're blessed. chapter 4 and again verse number 34 when you have it amen the Bible says Jesus was kind of in the middle of a dialogue and the Bible says but without a parable and I'm preaching from the King James Version uh, for those who want to follow along with the King James Version today but the Bible says but without a parable spake he not unto them and when they were alone he expounded all things his disciples you get some things from Jesus by yourself that you don't get when everybody's around and the Bible says in verse 35 that the same day when even was come he said unto them let us pass over unto the other side and when they had sent away the multitude they took him even as he was in the ship and there were also with him other little ships and there arose a great storm of wind and waves that beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. And they awake him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said to one another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Today, saints, I just want to talk for a little while under the subject, the necessity of storms the necessity of storms let us pray together father god we are so grateful and thankful for this day that you have made and indeed we will rejoice and be glad in it but father we we need a very special revelation from you today and so lord i pray that in the hearing of the word that faith will be multiplied exponentially that clarity would be given about their present circumstance. And so, Father, I ask that you would hide me in the shadows of the cross, that Jesus alone might be seen, that Christ alone might be heard, and that Jesus would receive exclusive praise. And so, Lord, in this moment, moment, may the kingdom of darkness be enhanced. May the kingdom, kingdom of light be enhanced, and may the kingdom of darkness be diminished. Bless your people is our prayer. In the matchless name of Jesus, let them that believe say together, amen and amen. I'm not a person with a whole lot of phobias or anxieties, but one of the things I must shamedly admit is that as I've grown a little older, 
I've become a little bit apprehensive about hostile or volatile weather storms. Um, having grown up in Florida where powerful hurricanes would rake the panhandle area where I lived, and after pastoring in Mississippi and in Huntsville where tornadoes suddenly dropped from the sky, in fact, last year, one less than a mile away from my home, I've become a little bit more conscious of the elements than I should be. So whenever I am out and I begin to see the clouds drop low and mushroom into blackness, I begin to pray inwardly and make my way to safe dwelling. But my, my fear of tornadoes is heightened by my fascination with a particular show on the Weather Channel entitled Storm Chasers. Uh, maybe you've seen it. It is where photographers or scientists or adrenaline junkies, they go to a part of the Midwestern United States called the Tornado Alley so they can take pictures and witness the power of these storms. And I remember as I was watching one particular episode, the team was being led by an experienced tracker. This scientist was very experienced, yet he was a devout atheist, one who did not believe in God. And as the episode continued, he began to boast in the sophistication of his Doppler technology and how they could determine where the storms were going to land and exactly which way they were going to go. He would begin to boast in his superior driving skills and how his great driving had permitted him to elude danger on a number of occasions. He began to boast that there was no divine pattern in the earth and that these storms were simply a byproduct of ecology and that they could be explained scientifically. And as the episode continued, he was able to predict where Storm was going to land, and it landed exactly where he said it was going to be. But the tornado that the Doppler said was going to go in one direction made an unpredictable turn back to where, where, where he was stationed at the time. And a strong gust of wind blew a foreign object in front of his truck, pinning him between the object and the house against which he was parked. And in that moment when the tornado began to head his direction, there was a time where there was nothing his technology could do to aid him and his driving skills were rendered useless. And in that moment with a cyclone of death barreling down on him and his life flashing before his eyes, he began to call on that name he so often denied. My God, my God, Jesus, he declared. And in that moment when he began to call on the name of the Lord, all of a sudden that cyclone of death began to suddenly get lifted up from the air. And it's an amazing thing how after the storm had passed and he got his wits about him, humiliated and embarrassed, they asked him what happened that day. And he said, I don't know what happened, but he said, somebody up there was looking after me. And let me suggest, beloved, that there is a God you can't see with your eyes. You can't hear with your ears, but can somebody testify he's still looking after us? Are you with me today? And the funny thing is that before we were saved, we would have said we got lucky, but now we know it's because the Lord was on our side. In fact, the only reason some of us walked away from the car accident was because God had his hand upon you. 
the reason you got up off of the operating table was not the morphine, but it was because there's still a bomb in Gilead. There's still a physician there. The only reason we didn't overdose when we were out in the world was not because we were lucky, but because the mercy of the Lord said not so. How many of us know that luck ain't got nothing to do with it? Serendipity is not at play. It's not because you got a rabbit's foot in your corner. You eat black eyed peas on New Year's. It's not because you got something old, something new, something borrowed and something blue. It's because the hand of the Lord is on his children. Can the redeemed say amen? I jumped up from the floor to the middle. You think I want the credit? I don't. Because the glory ain't made for me. No. I know who sits on the throne. Who makes the stage and writes the songs. And I know I couldn't do this on my own. And as much as I complain, I've seen more sunshine than rain. And I could thank my lucky stars, but that's not where my blessings are. Nor they come from the Father's heart, not the sky, not chance. But truth is, I'm not lucky, I'm loved. I fall to my knees and I say that I'm grateful when every morning starts. So I don't think my lucky stars, cause that's not where my blessings are. No, they come from the Father's heart, not the sky, not chance, but truth is I'm not lucky, I'm Cause that's not where my blessings are Nor they come from the Father's heart Not the sky, not chance, but truth is I'm not lucky in
Dear Jesus, thank you for the message this week. Help us not to shy away from the storm, but to cling to you in the midst of our storms. And help us to give our testimonies when all is said and done. Thank you. Amen.